Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Currently on BYU TV, it's a Saturday. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. It's a game day. Men's Hoops takes on Santa Clara in a game BYU win by 17-plus at 4 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call. Spencer Linton, Chris Kozlowski hanging out up here doing halftime and the show between games. We have two games today as well. So come hang out with us on BYU TV. Not only is Jerem Jordan calling his shot, he's calling his shot like 178 times. He's not backing down. BYU wins by 35. (laughs) (laughs) That's half the margin. BYU wins by 17 plus today if, that is our Twitter fill in the blank, at at the real Ron Funk says BYU wins by 17 plus if some meddling hobbit doesn't try to steal Kyle Collinsworth's treasure. He won, if you missed it yesterday, Kyle Collinsworth said the dragon motivation was after he and Chase watched The Hobbit, Chase yes. Fisher. So, yeah, no Bilbo Baggins for uh, Santa Clara. Although Nick Emery by the LMU student section was called Bilbo Baggins was out when I was in L.A. during a free throw. Wait, was it Bilbo Baggins or was it they, they Elijah chanted, Wood? They chanted Bilbo Baggins. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Baseball uh, score update, by the way. We mentioned 1-0. They reviewed that play, BYU and Kansas. We said BYU won nothing. They reviewed that play. Nate Favero uh, was called out. Oh, boo! At the so it's zero zero uh, in the top of the third. They're still nine and one. They're Let's still make nine it ten and one, and one man. <laughs> Let's go. Get the ten and one. Sweep, sweep Kansas. Sweep. Do it. Volleyball didn't sweep. Give me that red broom so I can break it over my knee. <laughs> Blaine Fowler will call the game with Dave McCann for BYU TV today between BYU and Santa Clara at four Eastern, one Pacific time. The college basketball expert and analyst joins us now live. Blaine, welcome back up to the Big Easy. Thanks. You know what? And it was it was. Anything that's four syllables is good for a chance. So it was Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elijah Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. That's yeah. what they were doing. So It was all 28 of them. It was great. And I don't know why, you know, I don't know. Nick should be proud to be Bilbo. He's a cool dude. Absolutely he's got, he is. He's got some amazing kind of powers. He was a, he was a good role player, you know, in the end. I mean, don't judge people by their size just because, you know, Hobbits are small doesn't mean they're not fierce. I mean, we, I think we saw that. We learned that from Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. Blaine. Four people just changed the channel. <laughs> no. Hey, the guy, Chase Fisher, that guy knows movies like nobody I've ever oh, seen. Oh, he's amazing Any, pop I'll culture. Pull, I'll pull lines out from movies that are 25 years old, and he'll just nail it. And how, hmm. how does he know that? He was a baby. Well, he wasn't even born, and he knows it. He's a movie guy. Yeah, he is a movie buff. He knows, and he's got a mind. He just doesn't forget. So if he sees something once, he's got that quote. <laughs> he's good that way. I've tried to stump him a couple of times. I cannot stump that guy. Our Twitter question today out. is more of a fill-in-the-blank. Will Chase Fisher and BYU win by 17-plus? We'll ask that question a bit straight up, yes or no. But BYU wins by 17-plus today if what happens? If Kyle Collinsworth plays like he normally plays against Santa Clara, that's the big matchup problem that they have. And it's not necessarily that he has to go out and score a bunch of points, but they don't have an answer for him. They can't keep him out of the paint. So whether it's he's getting nine offensive rebounds and putbacks and scoring, or he's getting into the paint and they're having to collapse so much defensively to get to him that shooters are open on the outside and he distributes the ball and guys get easy shots, or he's getting in there and they're rotating but they're staying on the shooters and then shoveling it off to Davis or to Cafusa or to one of those, he gives them so many problems and they just don't match up with him. And that's the reason that Santa Clara, it's not, 
they, they struggle with BYU size, and, and, and they just don't have anybody to match up with Kyle Collinsworth. So if he just plays his normal dragon of a game, <laughs> then, nice. then, then they'll, have, they'll have a hard time staying within 17. They practiced in the Misty Mountain yesterday, That's so I think he he'll be somewhere, ready to go. Somewhere in the Misty Mountains is where they practice. He's averaging 18, 9, and 9 against Santa Clara. Yeah, it's just sometimes there are just matchup players that that people have a struggle with and and that's the one for Santa Clara. He he is the most dangerous player in the league to them because they just they don't have anybody big enough or long enough to keep him from going where he wants to go every time he comes down the floor. I looked this up too uh, this morning. BYU's backcourt outscored Santa Clara in these games. 62 and a half to 61 and a half. I mean, the starting backward for BYU, See, when they're the, good, they're really good. And on the other side of it, he, Kyle Collinsworth, he, the dragon, it's funny they were talking about the dragon a lot today, right? <laughs> he gives Jared Brownridge fits. So Brownridge has this tremendous quickness. BYU team defends him really well, but Kyle Collinsworth's length when he's on him causes him problems. It really does. And so Kyle is a good defender as well. People don't give him a lot of credit for that, but um, he, BYU's length gives the Santa Clara guards problems, and that's it's just not a good matchup for them. Santa Clara matches up better with other teams in the league. Some of the good teams, Santa Clara would much rather play St. Mary's, who's the one seed, than BYU because of individual matchups, and that's how this game is. Nobody really thinks about the analytics of that, but it is all about matchups in college basketball. It's just why does why do some teams play well against other teams and they can't show up against others? It just it's funny things like that. Kyle Collinsworth is a terrible matchup for Santa Clara. Now we've been calling him the Dragon here at the. He Oscar. called him. He said he was going to play like a dragon, baby. Yes, we've he, been he calling him the Dragon. It. Yeah, he started this. He started it. He started it, and by golly, we're going to finish it. <laughs> what what other players? Would you compare to animals in terms of their spirit animal? Jerem called Nick Emery the honey badger. I said Taysom Hill was a leopard because leopards get more aggressive when they're injured, okay, when they're hurt. So what other BYU athletes would you compare to animals? Let's see. Jamal Williams is a jaguar. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, he's, he's sleek and he's... You know, he's quiet, confident. Well, he's not quiet, confident. He's a little too, he's not. He's a cat with personality. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's not the kind that goes off in the corner, but he, yeah, he's a jaguar. He's out there, but he's he's so sleek and so fast, and if he gets going, forget it. He's yeah, well, if the jaguar's engine gets revved yeah. up, it's pretty loud. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, BYU, <laughs> BYU basketball-wise, they need Bronson Kafusi to play like a mountain gorilla is what they need him to play like. Corbin? Um, I mean, Corbin, not Bronson. Yeah. Well, Br- Bronson should play like that, too. They both <laughs> sure, should yeah. play like that. Yeah, Bronson can play like that in the NFL, and then Corbin can play like that without fouling. Can you play like a gorilla without fouling? Uh, no. Because that, that would be... It, <laughs> That's tough. It would be hard well, to do. Well, you can swing your arms around so and block wild. shots. Well, but yeah. see, they, gorillas have long arms, and they're really, really strong, and especially if BYU you know, gets to the Gonzaga point in this tournament where they have to play against that big physical front line. He's got he's to have the, the strength and the long arms, and you know, he's going to need to play like a gorilla, but the, a gorilla under control that doesn't foul. Yeah. During countdown so. to kickoff during the football season, we, we always have the, the Y-factor selections. Who's your Y-factor pick if Kyle Collinsworth is not eligible for the Y-factor because he's like the quarterback? Who's your Y-factor pick? Well, when I was sitting over here, I heard you guys talk. I think Nick Emery has to be the other guy that plays well uh, for them to have a chance to win this tournament. And, he, and he's got to be consistently good for three games, which that's a hard thing to do. Uh, young player, he just he has got to consistently go out there. And, and who was it that said he had to average his average? That doesn't work. 
because he can't go get 35 tonight <laughs> and get 10 on Monday. Monday. Uh, average so he can't average his average. Game oh, so he has yeah, to yeah. play to his average every yeah. game. Be like, a, be like a 16-ish guy each game. That yeah. that would do it. That would absolutely do it. Yeah, good correction on that. And so, so here's the thing. He... But I don't know that he should be a Y factor. They put the ball in his hand and rely on him too much. He's almost like an A factor. You you have to have Chase Fisher, Nick Emery, and Kyle Collinsworth be A factors. If you really want to talk about a true, like, who's the guy? Somebody else. Yeah. I think before the tournament's over, who's the guy that we're going to go, wow, that guy had a good tournament, and that was kind of out of the blue? I, I think it would be Kyle Davis. So I, And I think he does need to play well, especially against a, a Gonzaga type of team. He's got to produce some points inside to take some pressure off of Fisher and Emery and Celius and those guys get shots out in the open. He's an experienced player. He's played in tournaments before. I think that he can be, um, you know, so what's after a Y? I don't know what's after. We call it a Y factor. but Z? Yeah, because I, I think the Wings, this offense is built around those guys. They better all be A factors. Nick Emery better get 16 tonight. Chase Fisher better be consistent. Kyle Collinsworth better do what he does. Th- those guys have to be good or they don't have a chance. But m- the thing that maybe gets them over the hump and makes them even better and makes you go, oh, wow, if that guy plays like that, they got a shot to win an NCAA tournament game. That would be Kyle Davis. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is a Saturday special from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Looking at the pace of play, the last two games this season, BYU won by 36, they won by 34. We just rolled out the stat of the day. In the 11 wins they have over Santa Clara and West Coast Conference play, they're winning by 19.8 points per game. So the one time it wasn't that way was last year on this floor by two. Now what kind of pace do you expect today, and how do you see the game playing out here? BYU only plays at one. They can play up-tempo, get up and down the floor. And the problem for Santa Clara is they're, they kind of want to do that too. You know what I mean? So they're, they're not going to be real comfortable. They're going to have a hard time because of BYU's length getting in the half court and finding shots for Brown Ridge. So they're going to have a hard time slowing the game down. San Francisco likes to play up-tempo too, and they got blown out by BYU yeah, twice. It's, it's hard, but it's hard to – if you're Air Force and you come in here – and you slow BYU down, well, that's different. That's what you do on both ends of the floor. It's a really, really hard thing to try to play up-tempo on offense and then slow BYU down defensively. You kind of play one or the other. Not very many teams have the skill set and the mindset to go, well, you know, we want to push the basketball and get buckets in transition, but we don't want to let BYU do that. So we're going to just slow it down on one side of the court. Very, very difficult to do. And so that, that's where Santa Clara would have a struggle. And, you know, they, they score 67 a game, which isn't crazy high scoring or crazy low scoring. But I think they're better. Um, they're a rhythm basketball team. When they're getting down and Brownridge gets a, a three in transition, they get up and down the floor. An early offense before the defense is set, he finds a seam and attacks the basket or gets to the free throw line and finishes or get to the free throw line. That's when Santa Clara's at their best. But you know, for, for them to have a chance, Brownridge just has to be nuts in this game. He's got to play out of his mind, which he's capable of doing. We, we've seen him do it. That would, 44 against Arizona. Yeah, he, this he, year? If he gets going, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're covering him. He elevates and he shoots over the top. He did that last year against BYU. Yeah. And so if he it's does 16 that, sixteen in each game against BYU, that, that keeps him going. Um, 
So 16 for him is not enough against. I'm, I'm talking about he has to go nuts. He has to go like 25. 30? Yeah, plus. he's going to have to score 30. Yeah, 25 plus. And then they have to have one other guy play well. Now, can Nate Cratch step up and have a good game? I mean, who is it? Who's going to be the other guy that has a. It was good Brandon game? Clark last year. He's gone. And they don't have. It would be good if it could be an inside out thing where, where Cratch starts playing really well inside and that forces BYU to help a little bit down there and that you know clears things up for. For Santa Clara to knock down some threes, but I think the the baseline is is that Brownridge has to go out of his mind. He has to just go off, and and if if that happens, then they have a chance to stay in it. But then they even have to have one other guy. Uh, now they could catch BYU on a night where they just don't shoot it. That's the other thing. It would be lower scoring, not because they slow down the pace, because BYU has one guard going four of seventeen and another guard going three of nineteen, and then all of a sudden the score's not quite so high. And we've seen that. We've seen that. And so I, this this gym, I think, is a, a shooter's gym. I think the rims are – they're not any bigger. They're not – but they seem like they're soft rims. And friendly to me. And, yeah, look at the half-court shots. I didn't, I didn't hit the rim even. It was that friendly. Well, those don't have to be friendly when you're that good. <laughs> if you're not even going to hit the rim, if you're just going to swish it on a half-court shot. It doesn't matter what kind of a rim you're playing on. Who cares if they're tight rims? And when people say tight rims, they're, some rims seem like they're yeah. really fixed – to the backboard, and when the ball hits, Watch the, how it, bounces. It, it bounces hard off. And others, the ball hits, and it's just kind of kind, and it kind of rolls in. The, these seem to me like they're fair rims, like they're fairly soft, and this is a good shooter. They're gym. just rims. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> but if you're not going to hit it, if you're going to be jerks and you're just going to swish it, you play. You can play anywhere. Play is going to play, man. What animal is he? Jerem Jordan. Let's think about that Ooh, later. Ooh, yeah, that's a fantastic question. Okay, we'll yeah, come back I'm, I'm with that. I'm just wondering what need, animal he is. I need to ponder on that for a little bit. What animal is Jerem Jordan? Maybe we should put that out to the people. Yeah, what is he? Send him in at BYU Sports Nation. What is Jerem Jordan's spirit animal? Besides a grizzly? <laughs> Besides a grizzly? It's a championship day. Copper Hills, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Blaine, great stuff. You Thanks, can see guys. more of Blaine Fowler on BYU TV this afternoon. A couple hours. Four at 4 Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time, as he and Dave McCann will call the game against uh, Santa Clara for BYU. Blaine, always fun, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Coming up, the WCC Newcomer of the Year in women's basketball, Kalani Purcell. How she is oh so close to making history for BYU, plus more or less featuring an inquiry on Dave Rose Jacket Slams. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Welcome back on a Saturday, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Wave, Jerem! Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, for Eastern today, BYU Men's Hoops game day against Santa Clara, as we've mentioned on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. It's game day for men's hoops. Kyle the Dragon Collinsworth and the three-seed BYU Cougars take on Jared Brownridge and the Broncos today for Eastern. Watch it live. Listen to it on BYU Radio and or BYU TV. Top-seeded women's basketball beat nine-seed Pepperdine in the West Coast Conference quarterfinal yesterday, 72-59. Lexi Rydalt's 28 points, 12 boards, Three points away from passing Danny Ainge for fourth all-time leading score at BYU. The women play Santa Clara Monday in the semifinals, three Eastern on BYU TV. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball. Well, the sweep streak comes to an end. 35 straight sets. That was amazing. But they still won the match, so it's all good. They beat Hawaii in Why four last night and have won 12 in a row. I know. Is that like, oh. man, yeah, they should have swept them, though. Yeah, the pressure to sweep is off, which is good. It is good. Yeah, Just and, win. And Just that was win. a nice win. And baseball won again yesterday. They beat Kansas 8-2 in game two, so they've won the series game three going on right now. Kansas, it looks like, leads BYU 
to zero. Is that the score? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get the update there. I don't know the score. Keep those coming. One zero Kansas. Zero for the Jayhawks. I believe in the third inning. Bottom of the third. BYU football hits the field again today in their third practice of spring football. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Kalani Purcell of BYU Women's Basketball, the West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year. Kalani, congratulations on a first-round win. What are you going to do for the next two days? <laughs> Thanks. Um, relax? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so sure yet. What do you do to relax? Uh, go swimming, I guess. Is that it? That's a swimming? You just swim for two days? Well, it's nice, so okay. make the most of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Our Twitter question today is dealing with BYU men's basketball. We've been asking all of the uh, fans across BYU Sports Nation that the Cougars will win by 17-plus if what happens. What do you think the BYU men need to do to win by 17 or more? Uh, I think they need to move the ball a lot, like, together. They showed a few... Uh, Highlights of them moving the ball really well, and they scored super, like really easily. Sounds good to me. When they have moved the ball well, they have been uh, better this year. Yesterday, you put up 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists, too shy of a triple-double. Did you have any idea you were only 2 assists away from a triple-double? No, I had no idea until uh, me, Jaddy, and Kenzie went into the interview room after, and he said that, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind, of, it's kind of like finding a $10 bill like in your pocket when you forget about it. Like, oh, sweet. Ten. How about a one? <laughs> when when uh, you're only two assists away, who should be the one on the bench that's telling you that? Melinda, Dan, somebody else? Uh, it's usually the – I have a couple of the girls, like Alohi. She usually is the one that tells me. So she didn't tell you yesterday. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. Hey, we could step up our game a little bit here. I think that's what we figured out. Yeah, here. we'll try and pass that note down the line. When you got to eight assists and there were still four minutes left, I was like, man, how do we tell them? And that's never happened in BYU women's basketball history. And you've been on the cusp a couple of times. What, is that, what does that mean to be so close to that uh, elusive triple-double? Uh, I think it just means that, like, you know, it's that we, like, together as a team are playing really well. Like, it's not just one person's taking shots. Like, it's just everyone's, you know, contributing somehow. You kind of seemed to flip a switch yesterday in the second quarter. It was it was kind of a slow start for BYU, but then all of a sudden you and Lexi really got going in the second quarter. And then the second half really opened things up. What changed early in that game against Pepperdine? Uh, I think I was just getting really annoyed because I was missing all my shots and my layups. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm going to make this one this time. I just got to make you mad a little bit, like Lexi, yeah, right? Just make you, you mad and you guys play great. <laughs> What what uh, in in Lexi's case that we've seen that if she's ticked off she's a better player like last year she didn't get Player of the Year um, maybe deserved it all of a sudden you know she explodes in the tournament BYU wins it what is it about maybe that mindset that that helps you guys uh, I think it just focuses us a little bit more like when we're like annoyed or like ticked off about something we kind of sit down on the things that we really need to do and that helps us a lot. Is there any conversation from anybody on the team or coaching staff that's trying to help you with maybe getting ticked off and extra motivated? <laughs> um, yeah, Melinda and Dan usually, oh, and Ray, they, all, all three of them like say something to me at the start or during the game all the time and stuff. What, like, <laughs> what, are, what are they saying? They, what do they say? Um, You're it's soft. Like, it, it changes. <laughs> no. You're soft. You're soft, Kalani. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It changes all the time. 
Fair enough. Well, as long as they're saying something and it's working, we're cool with that. At Kalani Purcell on Twitter, the West Coast Conference newcomer of the year joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Your parents and family, I'm guessing, are watching live in New Zealand, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you played at noon yesterday, what what time is it there? Are, are they watching? Yeah. Live? Yeah. Okay, so what, what time were you playing yesterday in New Zealand? Um... I think it was 9 a.m. It was 9 Wow, it's, so it's a 21-hour difference Yeah. the next day. So you're yeah. playing at noon on Friday, and they're watching on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. Yeah. You're playing in the past. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not current. It's, it's past. What, what in the world? Hey, Kyle Collinsworth said he was going to play like a dragon in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So what animal do you want to play like in this tournament? Um... Uh, yeah, do you have a spirit animal? Do I have one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're still working on Jerem Jordan's, too. We're trying to think of what his spirit animal would I said, be. I said honey badger for Nick Emery. I said <laughs> eagle for Chase Fisher. Oh, yeah. Lexi, what's the most ferocious animal? That's that's what Lexi Eaton Rydall is. The most ferocious? Yeah. What's the most ferocious snake in New Zealand? We don't have snakes. You don't have snakes in New Zealand? I'm moving to New Zealand tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, while you think about that, I want to talk about the matchup with Santa Clara on Monday. And you said something in the post game that I thought was interesting. You said, I love physical games, and Santa Clara is a very physical team. Why do you prefer to play the Broncos in that type of setting? Um, well, like, playing a more physical game is just, I don't know, I think it's just more fun. Because you can, like... Bump people around, I guess. <laughs> you like to swing the arms a little bit, create some <laughs> contact. Okay, I, I won't. I, hey, that, I'm not going to find fault with that. <laughs> Kalani, after Saturday's game in Spokane, you guys were on such an incredible run, and then that didn't that didn't seem to set you back against Pepperdine. I was impressed by that. What what was it about this week that made you guys so successful yesterday? Um, well, like after the loss, it was I don't know. It was kind of a wake up call. I feel like like. It was something that was uh, told us that we're not, like, an unbeatable team. And so I think that was, like, a real wake-up call for us because we didn't play the best against them. And so we realized that if we don't play good against Pepperdine, like, we could lose. Are you a little bit disappointed, be honest, that Gonzaga didn't win so you don't get a chance at, you know, redemption, if if you will, down here in Vegas? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Like, we're all talking about it. We hope we get to see them again, but, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You split with Gonzaga this season, 16-2 and in conference, hoisting that West Coast Conference regular season trophy with three games left. What, I mean, what is the ceiling for this team? I already have accomplished so much and went on that crazy. What's, what's the ceiling for BYU women's basketball? Uh, did you say the feeling or the ceiling? The ceiling, as in how high do you think this team can go this year? Oh, um... I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Absolutely. Kalani, thank you for the time. Again, follow her on Twitter at Kalani Purcell, the West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year representing New Zealand. We hope your parents are proud and watching live whatever time it is now, 7 a.m. or whatever. Uh, But enjoy the weekend and swimming and relaxing, and uh, we'll see you on the court on Monday. All right, thank you. Kalani Purcell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. BYU wins by 17-plus today if Kalani Purcell says they move the ball effectively, which is exactly what Dave Rose has talked about.
Yeah, the ball movement really will be a key because when BYU kind of gets stagnant, gets one-on-one-ish type of stuff, it hasn't been that good. Is the phone call over yet? I think it's over. <laughs> I never know what you can actually hear on the air or not. Like, I don't know if that's just in our headset or if it's on the air. I have no idea if that was on the air or not. Was oh. it? It do, was? We, okay. do we have your animal yet? Have we gotten any? Have we had any submissions for Jerem Jordan? Uh, let's see. At Yeti Azul, who's sitting right there. Uh, <laughs> when I think of Jerem Jordan, I think of a squirrel, a long-range basketball shooting squirrel. At Doctor Chapstick, though, seventy spirit animal for real, a spider monkey. <laughs> I'm gonna come at you like spider monkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what otter? What? <laughs> None of these survive in the jungle. <laughs> More of those coming up. We also play more or less. How many points is Nick Emery going to score today in game number one in Vegas? Stay with us. Probably 25. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Big Easy, third floor at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you miss an episode of this show live on weekdays, you can catch the rebroadcast on weekdays, BYU TV, 6 p.m. Eastern. It is a Saturday, and it's all basketball on BYU TV today. Yeah, baby. Two games starting with BYU, 4 Eastern time against Santa Clara. There's a game after that as well. ESPN will help pick it up, or uh, is it Time Warner Cable? I can't remember. Someone else is doing the two nightcap games. It's ESPN uh, and ESPN. St. Mary's playing tonight. Gonzaga playing tonight as well. We'll have the two semifinals for the women's uh, on Monday uh, side. So 4 Eastern, BYU, and Santa Clara. So we need to update the people on uh, on some of your spirit animals. We'll oh, do the, okay. Okay, yeah. What, At, what, what else? Donald eighty mm-hmm. hyena. A hyena. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Bureau Sports Nation tweeted out: Is this, is this Jerem Jordan's spirit animal? It's the puppy monkey baby from the Mountain oh, Dew. Oh come on! Is it Mountain Dew? It's Mountain Dew. Kickstarter, um, whatever it is. Yeah, that just yeah. What? So uh, you've had an otter. Yeah, I've had a, a long bunch, range yeah, the, squirrel basketball. Or sh- basketball shooting squirrel. Yeah, these are all nice. Um, I love you all. Uh, at Garrett Rushforth's Jerem Jordan spirit animal is Beyonce. <laughs> America's what? thighs. I don't. I don't. What? I don't know what that means. No, no, it's Beyonce. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. What else is there in the A the I I A A? I don't know what that is. Wow, but there's a picture and it looks ruthless. People it looks really weird. Ruthless. I don't see any top buttons on these animals. Ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> is there a nice one? Maybe there's got to be. Is there, nice a, one. is there a nice one? At like Laser one Sheep says like? Jerem Jordan is a fox, sly, attractive, and friendly like Robin Hood. There, Fi- finally, there you go. Finally, one there I kind go, of like. Man. There was even one from someone right next to us and someone else right there. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Someone says, my spirit animal is the camel. Not really, drink a lot of water. Not really sure why that would be, but. Spits occasionally? Yeah, what? Watch out, they spit. Name the movie. Aladdin. There you go. Yeah. Let's play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. We throw out a number, or our producer Ben Bagley does so in those golden tones, and Jeremy and I decide whether there will be more or less of that given digit. Number one. Nick Emery will score more or less than 14 points versus Santa Clara. Child plays more. More. He's been really good in the two games uh, against Santa Clara. He goes more. 
Absolutely more. Nick Emery will go for more than 14 points. What did he add? I say 17 plus for Nick Emery. He put up 54 points, so 27 a game. 17 plus for Nick Emery. Could we have said 23 on this or something? Why 14? Isn't that like the season average, maybe? I think it's 16. Okay, well, even if it's 16 plus, I say 17 plus. Number two. Chase Fisher will hit more or less than three threes against the Broncos. More. More. He needs to play well and set the tone for this tournament. Chase Fisher, as you recall, I think in the first round game, was it the first round game where Portland went off for six or seven threes last year? He goes more. Yeah, Chase is going to shoot probably like 10 today. He's going to have opportunities because... He's going to shoot 10. Well, nice. as Blaine pointed out, Kyle Collinsworth creates a ton of open three-point looks for his teammates. Chase Fisher being the number one recipient of his assist in that category. Chase put up 13 threes in the two games. He's he's going to shoot like he's going to shoot like 10 today. Now remember, the second game against uh, Santa Clara, BYU went to the bucket. That was the game plan, and they were really successful. Got, got into the 90s in both games. Chase going to shoot 10. He'll make at least four, at least 40% more than three against the Broncos. Number three. Kyle Collinsworth will have more or less than a double-double today. Ooh, so we have to pick triple-double or no double-double? Is that what we pick? (laughs) Yes. I'll go triple-double. More. Kyle Collinsworth gets a triple-double today. You went against him the last time we discussed something like this on the show. I know. It was before the Portland game, and he went for a triple-double. I know. Which motivated him to do it. <laughs> right? I'll go, I'll go more. I, th- I think he gets triple-double today. He play, if he's going to play like a dragon, like he claimed, triple-double. I'm going to say less because I think Kyle won't have to do as much. I think his teammates are going to be really good. And I don't think Kyle's going to have to play more than 25 minutes today. 25 I, would be the least amount of minutes he's played in any game this season. I think I they want to rest him. Well, and they want- yes. I don't think he's going to have to play a ton of minutes because I think BYU's team will show up and play really well, taking some of the pressure off of him. 25 minutes sounds crazy to me. Crazy. He plays like 32 today because they have to ensure the win. We'll see. Yeah. I think, okay, maybe not 25, but I think it will be a lower number of minutes for Kyle today. Lower would be like low 30s. Number four. Dave Rose will have more or less than .5 jacket slams this tourney. <sighs> this is the best question we've asked so far. I'll go zero. I think, I think uh, he's not going to do it in this tournament. I don't think he's going to get that mad in this tournament. You know why he's it. not going to get that mad in this tournament? And I also say less is because the officials will be better. There was an all-star crew here last night. I think the officials well, will be better They will for be the here tournament. Tuesday. They're not going to be here today or Monday. I da- think- David Hall and... Uh, burn something and those guys. The West Coast Conference has tried. They have tried to better the well, officiating they merged this year. with yes. a group that has Pac-12, Mountain West, exactly. and, and now West Coast Conference. There's a better shot that there will be better officials for yes. the duration of the tournament, so that's why he, there, will, there will not be a jacket. It depends sign. on the crew. Like, there's a dude that was in the Gonzaga-BYU game in Provo that I'm not a huge fan of, right? I, I just think he takes it personally, and you should just ref a game. But then you have guys like David Hall who worked the Final Four and whatnot. Like, guys legit. The 8-9 game last night had the best refs possible for a BYU game here, and they'll be here Tuesday. Not going to so throw be, out names about the guy that you're referencing. But I don't he was, know his name. He was also in the game at Portland, and he was also in the game BYU played against Pacific at home. Are you serious? I am dead serious. Well, well, well. Hey. You know, what I'm do j- you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> BYU men's and women's basketball will play more or less than one game on Tuesday. More. Both get to Tuesday. You like BYU's chances against Gonzaga on Monday? 
Well, first the it has to be Santa Clara. Let's not disrespect the opponent, man. <laughs> is that what I sound like when I <laughs> no? Hey, Gerald, let's not disrespect the opponent, man. So, sound like Rocky. <laughs> I think that's who it is. I think both get to Tuesday because okay. Nick Emery is going to have a good tournament. That's it, what I think. And you think if BYU gets to Tuesday, there's no way they lose the championship. There's always a way, but I I think that they will win Tuesday if they get past Gonzaga. Take a stance because Jerem. it's the Gonzaga Invitational. Presented by the West take Coast Conference. Take a stance, bro. I take stances all the time. My stance today, one stance at a time. My stance today is that BYU is going to blow out Santa Clara again. Guess That's what? I'm taking stance. a stance right now. Then just do it. If BYU wins the West Coast Conference tournament, yes, I will dye my hair blue. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Finally, you yeah. do something. Yep. Yep. I've had Weird. enough. I've heard enough from people like you. Yeah. Know, you're not buying in, Spence. I will dye my <laughs> hair blue. If BYU wins the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. Wow. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like yep. it. Yep. Tell all your friends. And then, and then your Tell animal, the team. Then we'll call you the thing. Or the beast. Thing. No, beast. Beast. Yeah, yes. From X-Men. Yeah. My spirit animal is beast from X-Men. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been in this gym. We've been in this gym, not the gym, all week. So, no. <laughs> My parents are at home going, why, Spencer? Why? Don't do it. They've been saying that for about 15 years. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair. Coming up, three Cougars playing for state titles and hoops and BYU baseball trying to get another win. It's the whip. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. It's game day. Kyle Collinsworth and three-seed BYU Cougars take on Santa Clara, a.k.a. the Fighting Steve Nashes, today 4 Eastern on BYU TV. Also, the three basketball signees for BYU are playing for state championships tonight. Good luck to Pocatello's uh, Highland High, Connor Harding, who scored 22 in the semifinal. Tempus Gavin Baxter. For Tempview, uh, they beat Highland. And then Bingham's Yoli Child put up 20-11-6 and win against Slayton. But he does play my Copper Hills Grizzlies. I'm sorry. Women's basketball. Top-seeded BYU knocked off nine-seed Pepperdine in the WCC quarterfinals. 72-59. Lexi Reinalch had 28 points. Kalani Purcell, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. They play Santa Clara Monday in the semis at 3 Eastern live on BYU TV. Volleyball. Second-ranked men's volleyball. Sweep streak ends at 35 sets. They did... Win in four, though, last night at Hawaii, who's ranked seventh. The win streak now at 12. Baseball. Baseball wins again yesterday. They downed Kansas 8-2 to in game number two, so they've already won the series. The game three is underway right now on ESPN3, and Kansas leads that team 3 to nothing in the top of the fourth. Connor Williams, the pitcher, pulled after two and two-thirds. Hayden Rogers now on the mound for BYU. Football. Cougars uh, practice this morning. Uh, the third practice of spring football. Softball. Where is my softball? There's my softball. The Cougars split two games yesterday, dropping the first game 6-3 to 15th-ranked Arizona, then shutting out UTEP 8-0. They play another top-ranked team today, number 10, James Madison. That game mm. will also take place in Arizona at 3 Eastern. Rugby. Jimmy Kinball, top-ranked BYU rugby, host 7th-ranked Central Washington at 3 Eastern in Provo. Gymnastics. BYU scored a 195.550 in a try meet at Utah State on Friday night to finish second as a team. Mackenzie Halliday continued her impressive season with individual wins on the beam and floor. Tennis. 44th ranked men's tennis lost 4-3 to New Mexico and the ladies lost 6-1. Lacrosse. Number four BYU lost 10-9 to number one ranked Chapman last night. The Cougars play San Diego State today at 8.30 Eastern. 
Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Eric Urie, number nine on SportsCenter's top ten from the baseball team. Left fielder made a great catch yesterday.